Hi, this is Aaron and Ryan. This is the Dad M Podcast. And today we're going to talk about the quasi cliche topic of the dad being the, the dad and the protector. Um, like being like, a, no matter what kind of book you read on being a dad and, and, uh, or like there's other podcasts about the topic, you're going to hear this topic come along a lot. Like what it means to be a dad in the traditional role of a protector, protector of your family. Many times that you hear that in the, like in the spiritual context of protector of your, your family's like emotions and hearts, or you'll hear it in the context of being the physical protector and, and they're all good. I'm not knocking that one bit, but I wanted to kind of dive into what that really means, what the ramifications of that really means. Like, um, where does it start? Where does it end? And, and once you kind of get into a protector mode, how do you, how do you turn it off or filter it if you need to and, and so forth? So, yeah. Um, so that, so let's, uh, let's, let's start talking about it. So Ryan, what are your, what are your thoughts about like, uh, that whole kind of concept of being a dad and a protector? What are your, what are your views on, on, uh, on those kinds of roles and concepts? Well, for me, I don't think it's a conscious decision to just, you know, you just decide that you're going to be a protector. I think it's in, in the moment thing that you really don't have any control over the, the, if the situation arises where you need to fill that role you will um it's it's something that's just instinctual whether the the protector mechanism you know like the mama bear protector mechanism it's same thing as a daddy bear like you just you just you just know when it's time to to be that person and it's 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 not something you can really explain um of like in this situation i'll react this way in this situation i'll react this way like you can kind of you know given your personality know you think you might know how you're going to react to something but in reality you have no idea until that situation that you theorized happens yeah yeah i i could i could i could totally see that because this kind of topic is like anybody who knows me, like a, I'm a huge fan of like the martial arts. I'm a like a martial arts coach myself, and uh, and we talk about concepts like self defense, how to uh, like how like how to like take care of a bully situation, or or uh, how to like boost up your confidence level, and even to the point to where like we encourage like uh, you'll for martial arts people who do have tournaments or involved in tournaments, be involved, we encourage them to get themselves involved in tournaments to kind of. Uh, be in that aggressive moment but even then those are controlled moments where you know when you step on the mat it's going to begin and you know there will be eventually be an end with minimal injury and not say people don't get injured in those things but there's minimal injury but it seems like it's a whole different topic when you when you're in that moment like uh, we're like this is it i need to like uh, I, like my family is at danger let's flip the switch on or your brain just flips it on like you were saying it's a different topic and that's why I want to kind of strip away the cliche aspect of it, because I think it's a real thing. It's like you were saying, it's a, it's a real concept. It's not something that, that, uh, um, that you can walk away from or, or if you like, a or, uh, or just casually turn off, say, Nope, I'm going to be in control of the situation. <laughs> it's like, like, a um, it, it's, it's something that's more real and more visceral than I think it's given a lot more credit for. Yeah. I mean, we 
my family recently experienced that kind of a situation where this is actually applicable. And I found, you know, almost an hour after the situation was over, I was still in that fight mode. Like it was hard for me to just to take a breath and, and calm down and not be on high alert just because you never know what's going to happen. Right. I knew that I knew this. I knew in my logical brain, this situation was over, but my subconscious, my protector was just, it just didn't stop for at least an hour. Like I was still on high alert. I was, you know, doing everything I can to make sure we were safe and stayed safe. And it's just something you, I I just couldn't explain. I just, I knew we were fine. Right. But I just couldn't shut off the fact that, you know, it, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Like I was sure beforehand Mm -hmm. and then it, something happened and then, yeah, (laughs) it's, it's such a weird feeling to, to, to have something kind of pull you in that, in that direction towards such a strong emotion Right, because it's a completely emotional response. Because you know, it's your family. Yeah, it's, it's it's everything that you work for, everything that you've worked for in your life. Like it's the most important thing, and and it, something challenges that ideal, and you defend it with everything you have. That. You know, and that makes perfect sense. You kind of you mentioned something there, like that that uh, something I thought about a lot, and uh, it's like, and I think where where this role kind of goes even more deeper, like because I, I think like because situations like that when uh, like a, a a dad has to be the protector of his family in like the immediate sense, like the fight or flight sense, like like a, another hostile person is coming to attack my family or an animal or something. Yeah, I think that's like the most extreme version of that, like where you'll see that. But like, I, like, I, I ha- like, a, I have three daughters and, uh, um, and like, you always like hear like, like when my, well, when my daughter becomes a teenager, I'm going to show them the gun. And, and the weird part right. about it, <laughs> it's like, and the weird part about it is I don't, I don't knock those guys. Like, I don't knock those guys at all. Like I, I, I'm actually tempted myself like to like, like where my like a, if once I get my judo black belt, like, a it's like to show up with it. I, I get the premise. I get the premise. And I think what like, come out in the top with the black in the belt. In the top, yeah, yeah. With, with, but, with, but with but with no pants on. <laughs> Just a complete power move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like <laughs> And so, like, just to throw him off, like, like play a, a total mind game on him. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, in the, like, come on in. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's so, and I get that, and I, and I, like, and I think the reason being for that is, uh, in what what you don't hear the the kind of the heart behind like, like what like the 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 dad saying that is, uh, I've invested so much in my daughter's life i've invested so so much in my daughter's life it's like if for like a, a reckless teenager to come in and totally wreck the situation even if they're even if their their intent is 
pure and noble, which is suspect. It's like it's like a because like like a like I've been at like we've all been teenager teenage boys once and like and uh, yes. and uh, it's like. A, and like and like I, I and I did. I tried to act as honorable as I possibly could. Like uh, like in my like I would never have, I would have never have hurt anybody. But still, I was a teenage boy, and there were hormones. And it's like uh, and uh, and it's like it's and like it even like with the best intentions, like there can still be the risk of pregnancy. And uh, but I think like kind of like the if you, like to take a step back and just look at the dad's heart in that matter, it, you. Like uh, you really could uh uh, like like I think that what the dad's really trying to say is like, dude, I've I invested so much in that. Like I've invested so much in in uh in my daughter's life, and and uh, um, just for some like situation, totally wreck it. And I think that's where that protector thing comes in. Is we're like, I've we've invested so much in our families that we can't let it go down like this. Um. Like we love our families too much, and there's been too much time and too much like a like like blood, sweat, and tears to like make sure everybody's safe. And 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 I I think you're spot on. I think you kind of are onto something there. It's like the protector part, fight or flight, is like the most extreme part of that. But it it's more deeper than that. It's like um, you really want to like like there's a a world out there, and you want to make sure that they're they're able to grow in that world and not be damaged by it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, some damage is inherent yeah, through, through the true. growing up process. Um, sometimes parents cause that. Trying yeah. to be protector focused, it's 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 a balance, right? Because you have to let them grow and make mistakes, but you also have to, you know, make sure you protect them and make sure that they don't make mistakes. They it's harder to come back from, or they can't come back from. Yeah, like behavioral things that you try to teach, especially I have um, an almost teenager um, and he's getting stronger and he, and he doesn't yet realize how strong he is. Right. So he could yeah. potentially hurt somebody who's smaller than him without knowing it. And then, you know, that could get him in trouble with the law because he's, you know, he's almost a teenager now and that's starting to the to get into the the weird ideals of when things become crimes and when things are just, you know, horsing around, but it's, it's, that's, there's a lot to it. Parenting and protecting and, and judging situations and making sure you make, make the right decision, which you won't ultimately know until it's too late until it's you know yeah. years down the road. And you're like, well, great. They learned that from me. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could see that, and uh, and, and like, and I was such a first time parent with our oldest. Um, oh yeah, us too. It's like, <laughs> where it's like, like every, like you want to kind of protect the world from like everything, and and, and just today we were uh, like all out riding our bikes, and our like one of our uh, younger ones like we're were uh, riding really fast and kind of aggressive and kept on falling down. And like my oldest was like, you got to stop. You got to slow down and focus here. And I was like, well, hold on, hold on. Let her fall. Cause you, like, uh, like, cause she's going to need to learn anyway. It's yeah. like, like, you, like I can't protect. I like, I tried doing that with my oldest, like, and I realized it like that I was actually kind of holding her back a little bit by, by not, uh, like letting her like, a 
make mistakes and fall. Yeah. And it's a balance. And I, like you said, like many times you don't know if you're doing the right thing until it's till after the fact. And, uh, and, I, and you can, like, you can, like, you should, you can and should look for wisdom and for, through older people or through books or stuff like that. But in the end, it's like, yeah, like it's, it's a balance. It's a fine line between like being like a protector or an overprotector. And... Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the perfect kind of mentality to talk about with the, the COVID problem that's going around the world now. Oh, so true. You know what I mean? Like you have to balance, especially since, I mean, we're lucky we can work from home and it's doesn't affect our jobs, but a lot of people it does. Right. And you have that same protector mentality to make sure that you provide. It's, it's such a hard thing to, to comprehend like not being able to provide for your family we protect them from all this stuff that's that's out there yeah and that's that's also kind of one of the reasons why i wanted to talk about this whole concept and why i think it's more poignant now than ever because that's the no matter who you talk to whether it's or who you listen to for that matter um whether it's like a podcast or a whole bunch of friends or whatever have you like you're we're gonna we're hearing different things and a lot of like a lot of uh sentiments i'm hearing from either people i've either talked either uh, talked to or or uh like close friends one thing it's like that that and even people like uh, like uh, you hear like on uh like famous people like joe rogan and stuff like that the kind of one sentiment is we we what we don't want to see is this whole thing go just completely you know like just crazy like like Right. Yeah. We don't want to go full Planet of the Apes. We really don't. Yeah. Full Planet of the Apes, like a Mad Max combined. Yeah. It's just like a... Um, and so where does being a dad and the protector fit in that arena? And like... And because uh, like... Do we... Do we completely hunker down and... And uh, and like... And uh, and seal the walls, like or seal the windows, like a iron bolt the wall like the walls and never come out and let like you absolutely have to or do you like a or do you like do you go out and do social distancing what if like what if it does kind of go you know crazy what then and so yeah i, w- I also kind of want to explore that issue as well like uh where does being a dad and a protector kind of fit and like a yeah what are your thoughts man well i think the biggest part is to lead by example um if from the protector mentality, you have to kind of put up a strong front, but not completely hide the fact that the world is going through a life-changing event. Yeah. In all reality, like yeah. have that, have the the at least for our kids, have them know that there is a possibility that you know things are going to be different for a while, and we have to adjust our expectations about what we can do and what uh, what's acceptable. For us, we were fortunate enough to live in a smaller community yeah, of mostly older people. So a lot of the people that are sheltering in place and doing all that stuff just to be hyper conscious about everything because they're in the higher risk pool. Mm-hmm. They're not the ones outside playing and riding bikes and going for walks. So it gives us the opportunity to do that. Like we can, we go for a walk. Um, there's a park 
down the road from us. We go there. There's a baseball field and soccer field. If there wasn't a foot of snow on the ground right now, we could go there now. But, um, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, it's just we're. I mean, we're very outdoorsy people anyway. So it, it, yeah, we go for hikes in the in the forest that's up here. Which I mean, you could walk for miles and never see another person. So it's a little easier up here than than where you are in trying to, you know, to have that balance. But um, yeah, it's just leading by example, not trying not to freak out about everything um just taking it one day at a time and communicating the right amount of information so they don't get too scared and you know have nightmares about the covid monster coming to get them at night you know (laughs) that's a good analogy yeah i completely agree um especially about that i've I've found that with myself too the exact same thing just like you were saying like where we're trying to like kind of keep an atmosphere of peace yeah it's just like uh where uh we're like, like, cause like, we're both like, you know, like, like both of our families are homeschooling families. Mm-hmm. And so like my, uh, so we're not, it's had things haven't quite differentiated itself. The only thing it has been different is, and, and we're, we're kind of feeling the impact of that is, uh, um, is like, we're not going out as we're not going out where we used to go out a lot or the kids used to go out a lot and go on like, uh, like museum trips and, yeah. and, uh, homeschool academies and that kind of stuff. And, uh, we can't do that now, but we've been trying to keep that just a, keep going life as normal and but keep things peaceful like where we do let them know hey look this is why we're going out there because people can get sick because especially our younger ones are older one like uh, is really interested in medical stuff anyway so like we've been kind of like letting her know this is kind of how it happens and these are the risks and these are things we don't know about but like at work but not creating like that same sense of panic you might see on like nbc nightly or, <laughs> or right. whatever have you and, yeah. <laughs> and fox so uh, news panic that's <laughs> so true so so true <laughs> and so and uh and so yeah we uh it's the same thing we're trying to keep like an atmosphere of peace like uh and uh and yeah, uh yeah not shelter them from it completely yeah. right because that's it's better not to grow up with an unrealistic unrealistic expectation about the world in general right bad stuff happens Mm-hmm. like you can't help it sometimes it's just yeah it's like it's just kind of the same mentality if tim were in here like earthquakes in california like they're just they're they're you know it's not a world pandemic but it's a very localized thing that can you know people live and die by those right it's the same thing as like tornadoes in the midwest and hurricanes along the gulf i mean you're familiar with those Oh yeah, and uh, oh, yeah. I mean it's the same. It's the same thing. Like bad stuff happens, and you, you know what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah, that's and that's like really like where it gets really. You mentioned like a uh, the dad and the protector. Uh, I won't like uh, put out here because it was a pretty graphic story, but um, I was involved with a uh, with with a uh, uh, like I used to work for a quasi governmental entity, and it was helping people get back on their feet and get jobs and. And uh, when Katrina hit, I was in Texas at the time. I was born and raised in Texas, and uh, um, I was in Texas at the time, and, and like in like the DFW area, Dallas Fort Worth. And a lot of people, a lot of like the evacuees, would like uh, came into like uh, came into Houston in that area, and and uh, and then like I think I forgot the name of like the uh, the hurricane. It was like a subsequent hurricane hit after that, and forced them all to go into the DFW area. So it was like one after the other. And uh, it is couldn't could catch a break, mm-hmm. and 
and you hear like this one dad who had to protect his family in, in the event of a really bad situation like where they were like seeing some really bad things going on and they couldn't do anything about it because the location they're in if he would have left to to assist and aid um it would have left his own kids being vulnerable and yeah. so it's like it like a it, it kind of goes back to the whole situation where it it turns on and once it turns on it just happens and uh and you you just got to live with that moment and know like the no matter what happens you were you were trying to do the best thing yeah and and uh and so um it's like and one thing that where I feel like the like the, we're still struggling with the balance of that is is uh um kind of going with that whole concept because is uh I've been hearing a lot of other people talking about like a um like a a, a me versus we kind of scenario like yeah. where like like how much do you do you protect your family versus community and so forth and I don't think there's a clear cut answer for that um it's like a being like a like a, a dad like like because I get what the, what some of those people are talking about as far as like protecting your family, like a, like where you're not so protective that you're isolating yourself and and looking at your, the community as an enemy, especially in these kinds of scenarios. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like there is no clear cut answer for that one because you you do got to protect your family. It's just that's the way it is. And so, yeah, like I and I like a in a, I don't know that's like that's something that I don't think we could, we can explore today per se but that is something that I would like to explore later on is uh is where does that cuz I I'd like to have more conversations about this topic not necessarily back to back but more conversations about this topic and uh and we have like some other co-hosts that we like like to invite as well like a, and a, and and I'd like to get their opinions on it too and uh um but yeah like there isn't a clear cut answer but I don't fault people for uh for thinking about their family most before the community if that makes sense no i mean that you have to have a priority order for everything yeah right work life community friends family whatever there's there's the things that exist in your life there has to be a priority for it yeah regardless of what it is whatever menial thing you're thinking about there there's more than likely a priority associated with it could be on the bottom you know but um but depending on like where you live, your community could be tight knit, or it could be, you know, like yeah, I know him, I've met him a couple times, kind of thing. That's how we were when we lived in the Springs. But up here, like we have a really, really, really tight group of people. Like uh, so, so to your homeschooling point, we started a homeschool co-op, you know, three or four years ago. So we have mm-hmm. fifteen or twenty families that joined this, and so we've become really good friends with all those people. So um, we, we were trying to help them out as much as possible with, with resources as far as, you know, food and things like that, that they need trying to help some people start their businesses because start their own businesses because their um, jobs are either reducing or going away in these times um, is trying to, trying to do what you can, but still, you know, holding your family on the top of the pile. Yeah. You know, it's more about time allocation than, than everything like that. But it's because we're, we're not in a position to give, you know, just tons of food to everybody. And that's maybe, that's probably not the, maybe not always the best specifically for this situation might not, not always be the best way to help. 
right? It's more about yeah. the independence. Teach a man to fish, the whole thing. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So if they can you know, become more independent and and kind of do things on their own and we can help them along with that, but, you know, just donate our time to it. It's because we both have skills in those areas of building sites and growing things, growing online businesses and stuff like yeah. that. So we, um, yeah, that's, that's how we've kind of balanced for this specific situation, um, there would no community is a very important thing. That's that's one of the main reasons why we're still up here. I mean, we found specifically my wife because I'm I work from home, you know, out of an office, and and that's the majority of what I see during the day is is is, is the walls, <laughs> not not the people within the community. But my wife and my family love the community, love the relationships they have set up, and. Yeah, we try to protect people. And it goes back to the protector. Like, so those families have kids, right? So yeah, I don't know if it's just me, but as a parent, you kind of like, you don't want those kids to struggle. Like, yeah. You have some empathy for for those parents, but most of all for the kids, like you don't want them to to have to have a hard time just getting basic necessities. So we, you know, we try to, help as much as we can because you know empathy and they're just trying to they're just trying to get by everybody's just trying to get by yeah and that's kind of like a like i i like to kind of close out on that note because i think that's kind of where maybe as a dad and the protector is trying to find that balance um of like what it means to be a protector at the same time what it means to be you know like like a like a like a husband like an, and all that stuff like a like a like a like a, like a community member and and i think it's there's never like there's never a like a like because life is so malleable and so fluid it's kind of hard to like to find that balance but i think that's for for for, uh, for dads who are trying trying to be you know good dads it's finding that balance like where uh where you need to be the protector like in like like in a situation but like a, where you also at the same time you can you could take take off that hat for a little bit and be a community member and take off that hat for a little bit and be a, like a, be like be a strong worker in your in your company and so forth and uh, and so and finding that balance and uh, where I don't and it, like and it may not be as easy as putting taking off one hat and putting on the other like uh, but it's but you know what I mean like it's it's uh it's trying to find that balance in whatever life situation you're in trying to find where all that kind of where all that kind of fits and meets yeah yeah definitely all right y'all well i hope y'all guys enjoyed this like uh, this episode um and uh we're, we'll uh like, this is our first one so it's going to be a little 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 rough that's okay like uh um we'll have like we'll, we'll we'll have like places where you can post comments and send us emails and and stuff like that. So uh, thanks for tuning in. And this is the Dad and Podcast. This is Ryan. This is Aaron and Ryan. Cool. Cool. Thank you.